everyone, welcome to episode 69 of Tea in the Treetops podcast. I'm Annie. And I'm Philippa, and this is the official podcast of the Tea in the Treetops book review blog. Today it's Friday and it's June 7th, 2019. And this week we are going to catch up on what we've been reading and watching. And we're going to talk about books that are coming out in the next few months that we're looking forward to, that we're excited about. Um, And so... All right, let's get stuck straight into it. What have you, you you want to tell us what you've been reading? Sure. So I think I had started the Constellation series by Claudia Gray when we talked last. Yes. Um, So I've read Defy the Stars and Defy the World, which are the first two books, and they were really easy, fun binge reads. I thought I had the third one, but I do not have the third one. Oh, is it out? It is out. Oh, okay. um, But I've got it on hold, basically, from the library, so now I just have to wait until it becomes available. I was not organised enough, and I did not get in. Um. And now I'm just sitting there waiting, <laughs> waiting. That's <laughs> all right. It's, it, it's been a really fun series though so far. I then um, finally finished the um, Laurie Forrest novella, um, novella 1.5. So it's between the first and second books. That's from the Black Witch Chronicles. Okay. So this one was called The Light Mage. And that was really, it was a really interesting take because it's a character that you hear about right at the beginning of the first book um it's not a main character though and but you think she's going to become important and basically this is a character that gives the white wand to um to our protagonist but it's all from her point of view so it's to tell you how she gets to where it was and the timeline was really different to what i thought it was like i thought she'd gone missing at the beginning really quickly but it actually took place over quite a large period of time okay anyway um, that I read in two parts because I lost the <laughs> I lost the um, audio book oh. off hold and had to wait like six weeks before it came back on hold. Yes, but I finally read it. It really is a good series. This is one of those series that got slammed by people saying it was racist and wrong and all the rest of it. And yes, really, it's just providing commentary on. Like it does have racist elements, but I mean, this is a fantasy book, and the whole purpose is to provide commentary on, you know, parallels yeah, to our society. real world. Yeah. That's exactly right. And the reason I mentioned that is because I then read The Secret Runners of New York, which is by an Australian author, Matthew Riley. Now, this is his first book, which is a young adult book. Um, okay. Normally, he writes, um, I think they're fantasy or magic, maybe magical realism books. Yeah, I've I never read the, his adult books. I think they're set in our world, but I think they're a bit Dan Brown, Dan Brown esque type yeah. thing. Like, do you know what I mean? They look so like that. <laughs> they've got that real fantastical feel about them, but they're not actually fantasy. I okay. could be wrong. But the Secret Runners of New York, I knew nothing about it. The audiobook came off. I missed. We read this for our book club. Um, I missed it for book club. <laughs> I didn't actually read it beforehand. The hold was a we, long we hold. We never talk about books in book club anyway. So we mentioned it quickly matter. and that's about it. <laughs> but um, anyway, I read it and it was totally different to what I was expecting. It was really Gossip Girl, <laughs> which right. I just was not expecting at all. So um, it was it was like, it was Gossip Girl, but there was this sort of fantastical time travel element to it and it was such a great premise it was so unique i have never thought of heard of anything like this before Mm -hmm. and i really hope he writes another 
series in this sort of same world. Like it would be different. It's a standalone. It's a standalone. It reads as a standalone, but this fantastical element to it, you could write. There was just this one little hint at the end, and I don't want to say anything because that was just the best part of the book, I thought. The whole elite (laughs) private, like, you know, private Manhattan school, that didn't do it for me. The main character didn't really do it for me, but this whole particular going back to Native American Indians and the Mayfair, the original Mayfair settlers and things, that was, and the time travel travel element was really, really good. Does it have anything to do with... Hamilton by any chance or is it no but I have a feeling that there were no 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 not in that time period it's futuristic time travel um but it's I I don't know it was look it was very good and I don't want to say too much because I really think it's worth reading and just not having it spoiled now look it is also being slammed by some goodreads reviewers as being racist homophobic oh, look some of them i was just blinking going when did that even come up and i do you know what i mean i don't even know how it could be anti-semite i just didn't even see anything remotely like it now what i did feel a bit iffy with is i felt that and i can't explain it too much without giving away significant plot points yes. but i felt that its take on mental health and adhd which i do actually know a lot about was a bit rating and very oversimplified it bugged me it's um perception of people that take antidepressants or um, drugs for mood stabilization it made out that a lot of them are actually in the criminal prison system and that really pissed me off too because i think there's a lot of people that probably take ssris for any depression like for depression that are actually very normal and very sane people that are just trying to get on top of things anyway i can't say anything else about it but that did i felt that that was overly simplified and i don't think he researched it very well and considering he must have done so much research on new york he is not a new yorker he is an australian and yet you felt like new york was a living and breathing place it was just awesome Mm. made me want to go to central park so badly and look at these places but um you know he obviously did so much research i just felt that that could have been handled a little bit better in saying that I still think it's worth reading and I think you have to take take it to an extent with a grain of salt because it is uh, a time travel novel. Okay. Um, he's a massive Back to the Future fan, Matthew Riley, apparently. He has his <laughs> own replica DeLorean. Oh, my God. Um, and it's funny because it's got that Back to the Future vibe, a little bit about it as well. It was, it was good. Okay. Yeah. So is it people from our time that go back to like the settlement of New they York. Go, like, no, no. Oh, it's no. the other way. Uh, they go into the future. But okay. it comes, it all wraps itself through. It, it's just, it's very unique. It's good. But it's present day. All right. You've, you've sold me. I'm it, it's, I, I listened to that audio book. Like basically I got in trouble at home because I just had my headphones in constantly <laughs> because okay. I was hooked. So for all that, I'm not a big, I gave it three stars. I probably should have given it more because I did really read that quickly, but it did, I was quite grated about the mental health aspect okay. of it right. at the end of that. And look, it was a bit mean girls, gossip girls. I guess you could say it was a bit, I don't know, apparently slut shaming was the first opening word of the the slamming article where people have boycotted this book okay. um, because of it. But 
it's no different to watching Gossip Girl, really. It's about the same. It's probably, okay. yeah, read it. All Support right, the I'll... Aussie author. Just do it for that reason alone. And you'll <laughs> okay. like it anyway, Okay, I think. Yeah. So that was excellent. I finished my rant now on my <laughs> books being, you know, completely authors having to completely PC what they write and devoid of any actual culturally benefiting topics because of yeah. Goodreads reviews. Anyway. I also read Twice Magic, which was the second book to Wizards of Once. Or sorry, I should say I listened to David Tennant narrate (laughs) Twice Magic by Cressida Cow. Look, it was just great fun. I I really like that series. It's just really quirky and fun. It was just more of the same for the first one. They were, you know, it was good. I'm going to have to get that one some. Yeah. Wishes Spoon has a lover. Oh, sorry. Oh. That's cool. There's a key with a crush on the spoon. It was it was just great. I really liked it. <laughs> um, okay. Anyway, so that's what I read recently. I am currently reading the final book, so book three of the Caravel series by Stephanie Garber, and that's called Finale. Um, Fitting. Yeah, it's taking me a while to get through this one. I don't know if it's because it's been a year since I read the last one, yeah. or if it's just a bit. Look, it's got some great premise. It really wasn't night. It wasn't um, night circus. Yeah. But, you know, the second book introduced these elements called the Fates, and that's really interesting. And they're from the deck of cards, the Fates. So it's kind of like a tarot deck that's come to life and is part of their old myths and legends. Are they Um, still on the island or whatever no, it was no 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 no, no. Ca- they've gone to the main city yeah right. they've gone to the caravel caravel yeah um which was the first book yeah which was kind of a standalone to these next two these next two have linked completely together okay. but they're on the mainland you know where the empress is and emperor or i'm not going to say too much there because i don't want to spoil anything but the fates from the deck of cards which are all there like gods and goddess legend type people they're all have been imprisoned and they're coming out and they're getting loose and look it is it is interesting i just don't know if the writing is really like the the premise is interesting i don't know if the writing and the characters are really holding the premise to the level it could have but i'm not minding it It, it's okay i'm I'm about 70 percent through so i'm not too far off the end uh, and then I'm listening to King's Bane by Claire Legrand. So this is the sequel, the follow-up to Furyborn, yep. which I really liked. It got a bit of mixed reviews. A lot of people were like, oh, it's a bit of Throne and Glass and it's a bit boring. But I found it quite good. It's two parallel points of view. It's keeping up exactly like the first book. There's two parallel points of view, um, you know, from... Sorry, I'm not going to say that actually. That's a spoiler. Um, It said, you know, but they're a thousand years apart time wise, and um, it's it's good. It's good. After the excellent ending from book one, it's just. Yeah, the the end of that book was excellent, but I like both the characters. A lot of people thought one of the characters was boring. I think think it's, it's quite good. I think the writing's quite solid too, so. Yeah, and it's the same narrator as the Queen of the Tealing series, the Tealing series. Oh, okay. So it's funny because I actually do find them kind of similar books in right, a way. Yeah, it so it's a bit, a bit it's a bit weird because I, every time I hear it, I'm thinking back to like the Tealing series was the first audio books I got into. Oh wow! And so it's a bit, yeah, it's just interesting. Anyway, mm. okay, so there we go. And I'm going to read Gravity Is a Thing by Jacqueline Moriarty. 
Um, next, which is one of our favourites. So this is not her normal. This is, I think, a contemporary adult. It's, an, yeah, I it's definitely an adult. I don't know. I just right. cannot imagine Jacqueline Moriarty writing a full contemporary. Like, let's be real. <laughs> she is too whimsical, too yep. whimsical for full contemporary. So I'm, I'm, I'm There's gotta be some waiting for something, it, right? something about it, which will come out <laughs> magical, or yeah. magical realism-ish or something. But I'm really looking forward to to that and i hope it's good it's had quite good reviews so far so yeah i mean everybody that i've reviewed because it's totally different reviewer set because it's adult yeah um, okay and they've yeah. all read her older sister leanne moriarty's books yes. now don't get me wrong i love leanne moriarty's writing too but it's very different they are different that's right <laughs> jacqueline moriarty is much more whimsical I, that's the only yeah. word to describe her really isn't it yeah absolutely. wishful whimsical quirky yeah i just love Eccentric. it so so I'll be interested to see. Yeah, I, I don't think I'll do that comparison because I'll be comparing it to her young adult and children's yeah. books. Mm. Yes. Actually, I still haven't read her. You haven't read um, the second Bronte Metal no, Stone, The Whispering Wars. Oh. I'll have to get onto that. I keep forgetting about naughty, it. Naughty, naughty. That's so good. <laughs> what uh, about you? What I have, what I have been reading. Um, I just realised I just basically ranted at you, I feel like. For... That's fine. That's what we're here for, <laughs> isn't it? Uh, <laughs> it's cool. You haven't caught up in too long. I know. Well, it's it has been quite a few weeks. Yes. Um, Okay, so I have, even though it's been quite a number of weeks, I haven't actually read that much. I've been really busy. I've been traveling for work. I've been doing all sorts of stuff. But I have, I did read Aurora Rising. Yay. What do you think? Jay Kristoff and Amy Kaufman. Do you prefer I it to Illuminate? It. Oh, I, well, think, I think it's better. It was, I have a, my it was just is. different. Like it was still exciting adventure, great kind of characters, all of their usual stuff. But I, I think. I found it more binge worthy. Yeah, I did read it quite quickly. I guess the the reason it's different is because obviously Illuminae is um, is still set in space with you know spaceships or whatever. But um, because it's all documents and um, yes. transcripts and diagrams it and it up stuff, a lot more. it's different. Like this Aurora Rising is a narrative story. Maybe that that's why I found works. it binge-worthy. Yeah, it's a little more easy to just kind of read through, and the story flows really well. Um, but yeah, I loved it. Like I loved the um, the the aliens and the fact that Matt's grey ball um, in space. Yeah, and the, the, told you there was the a girl Matt's from the past who was discovering everything for the first time, which helped us kind oh, of that's work right. out Gosh, what was been, going on. It's been so long since I read that. Now <laughs> I, I forgot all about that. <laughs> that's yeah, like no, the main like, plot point. Anyway. Like I loved the. Um, I want. I can't it's hard, say what it? the actual you know story that like, who the actual bad guys are but mm. I, I enjoyed that side like the ending yes, kind of yes. trying to work out what all that was about i'm um, looking forward to seeing what happens next because i don't know they've got a lot to do now like now that they've i just got like squad point. 312 i think it's 312 yeah they were good um and so i if you were into um space like adventure and, and alien really worlds is a and like space adventure, isn't it? Yeah, with the governments that are trying to kill them and all this stuff going on. I did the quiz. I'm apparently a face. I'm a okay, face. okay. You're the one who talks to everyone else. Smooths it over. Yeah. Apparently. I didn't know there was a quiz. I'm going to have to go and do you're it. You're going to have to do the out. quiz and see what you're meant to be. Oh, right. I'm probably the the one who um, you know, the, the one who does the oh no. 
can't remember what they're called anymore. Like the, there's an engineer, there's yeah, the, one of those. the medical person, there's the the actual tactical leader. What's the yeah. name? I can't. Gosh, it's been so long since I have. There's a tank. Yeah. And there's the. Well, I'm not the tank. No. It's definitely not. <laughs> yeah. All right. After this, I've got the quiz up. You're doing the quiz. Right. Okay. And we'll tell All you right. next time. What you... Do you want me to do the quiz right now? And you then we should can... do the quiz. You should do the quiz. As long as you can do the quiz and actually. Um... No, you're going to have to. No, I'll do it now and then I'll just cut this bit out. Okay. All right. It's a Saturday night. What am I doing? Cruising the station up to no good. <laughs> Still sleeping off whatever you did on Friday night. <laughs> Um, I am probably having fun with friends. There you go. I'm going to come out as a face now too. Probably. Um, I am organized chaos. Yeah, you definitely. I think that's what I put too. You know, <laughs> you've got a big test today and you didn't study. I uh, never study. Of course, I st- I always do study before. Oh, I don't. Well, we had okay, different answers lot- <laughs> there. Yep, I'm trivia god. <laughs> All right, we're not going to come out the same. Too many difference. Why me? There we go. <laughs> I'm gearhead. You're a gearhead, you which is exactly what you said. I did the quiz the and I'm the gearhead. Tech the whiz, smart ass. Cleaning up your mess one galaxy at a time. Who is the gearhead in Squad 312? Isn't he the... Isn't um, the guy with the black eyes? Yeah, yeah, it's that guy. Um, oh, not the tank. Name. Finn. Is it, does it say Finn? Yeah, Finn. Yeah, Finn. Yeah, yeah okay. The smart ass. I liked him in the books. So Is that he was the good. one that convinces them to go to his cousin? Is it yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Common personal traits include missing eyebrows and a recreational interest in things that go boom. Okay. <laughs> okay. So um, most of them are mad inventors. I'm a face. We can right, be I'll, on the same I'll, squad I'll still. put a link to the quiz um, in the notes in case you want to play. Um so that was fun. No, I, I really enjoyed it, and I'm, I'm, really, I'm looking forward to what's coming next. But who knows? I, I'm pretty sure that um, Jay put a thing out on Twitter saying that he'd finished writing book two, or they they had finished writing before book two, she before had, Amy had, had her baby, Baba, so she can have a big break. Congratulations to Amy. Baba looks very cute. All babies look seen. very cute. Yes. So Amy isn't bringing much out for the rest of this year, obviously, because she's a bit preoccupied. But Jay has quite a few coming, like at least oh two more goodness. coming out this year. He's a writing machine. Yeah. He must never see his wife. I don't know. Well, this is all he does now. He doesn't rate. have another job yet. Like now he just writes all the time. So lucky him. This is his uh, day job. He's yeah. actually been one of the few authors to make this a successful day job. That's right. Anyway, we'll talk more about Sorry, that later. Sorry, that's a completely gonna... different thing, isn't it? Because authors just should get paid more. But anyway. Yes. Mm. Yeah, that's really depressing. Um, so we, the other book I read just last weekend, mm-hmm. um, so I was on uh, Rihanna Patrick's show last Sunday night. So yeah. if you want to listen to me also talking about these books, um, uh-huh. that is now on the ABC website. I can put a link up to that too. So the two books that I talked about on that one, um, we all talked about Devil's Ballast by Meg Caddy. I've never heard Uh, of it. So Meg wrote um, that Wear book, W-A-E-R book, a few years ago. Which I again didn't read, but you You didn't read read it. it. I really enjoyed it. It was quite – I've got a copy over there somewhere, and we met her at a – a, a Brisbane Writers Festival. I think she was here. I think you um, met her. I think that point. was one that I didn't get to go to. Okay. Well, this one is completely different. This yep. is um, 
pirates mm-hmm. in the Caribbean, not pirates of the Caribbean, just <laughs> pirates that are sailing in the Caribbean. Yes. Um, a girl, uh, this is based on a true story. This is, oh. um, her name is, now I forgot her name, Annie, um, Anne Bonny. That is name her sounds name. really familiar. She was a known pirate okay. in the 17th century, 18th century, around that time. I think it's when 17. the piracy was happening. And she left an abusive husband in Nassau or somewhere to sail with um, Calico Jack, who's a pirate. And, there you go. And, so and she didn't because, get raped. And no, well, that, that's the thing. Because yeah. women weren't allowed been, to be on pirate ships because they're really bad ruthless. luck, <gasps> she, she, she disguised as a, um, a cabin boy. And so she went and worked on the ship and um, secretly she. hooked up with the captain like when no one was looking. And so... This is actually, I'm pretty sure this is marketed as a YA book. It doesn't have any, it's not explicit or anything. It doesn't have any actual, a whole lot of romance in it at all, to be honest. So I was was a little bit sad actually at the start because it just said, oh, it started with her just being on the ship and she'd run away with him. And I'm like, well, I'd quite like to read about that part of of her actually running away with the pirates. But anyway, she is like, um, she just is an excellent character. Like she... Obviously, it's based on a true story, but there's very little known about Which is great any for of those author, guys. It's just right. <laughs> yeah. So she, she, I think some of the characters in the book were real and others she okay. made up, but they have a plot to, um, you know, basically they're running away from pirate hunters. So it's quite tense. Like, you know that if they get caught at any stage, they're pretty much dead because they just took them to Nassau and hung the pirates, you know, if they, yeah. were, if they were caught. So... Um, it's very tense, but they, um, you know, they have some adventures. It's not a really long book. I think it's less, it's like 350 pages okay. or something. So, but, um, very exciting and worth the read if you nice. are interested in pirates at all. It feels, mm-hmm. and the thing is uh, that I liked about it is that she didn't, she didn't glamorize pirates. Okay, like I was gonna pirates say, are horrible people. Pirates generally. are horrible people. Like the reality of them is actually very gruesome. They're very morally kind of. We've done a great. lot to glamorize them yeah hollywood so is to blame for that pop culture is very glamorous for pirates but in this case they go and they they just if something they don't like something they just kill each other you know like it's they'll when they're taking over a ship they just shoot everybody and you know it's, it's kind it's of like nice 16th century's version of today's terrorists really because yeah, they terrorize exactly. the sea and they just were Everyone just got and chucked overboard and in left way, to die. Do you know what? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's just not guns and suicide vests. It's like <laughs> honestly, it's not that different. It's just well, sorry, but that's not <laughs> but, how they killed them. They just chucked them overboard. They didn't need to waste a bullet yeah. on them. Like yes. it was just it, we have romanticized them. Yeah, lot. well, they anyway. She tried. I think she tried really to. hard not to do that, like to bring out the fact that they are ruthless people and they will just kill anybody who yeah. gets in their way. And um, the guy who's the who's the hunter who's hunting them um, is, you know, he had he came from a a, a traumatic past where um, you know he was draw, like driven to hunt down the pirates, mm. and you feel bad for him in a way because piracy was a real problem in that area at the time and but there like, were also legitimate pirates that i can't remember the name of what were they called pirates. no they were because they were by the crown but they oh, really yeah. did no different because yeah, they really okay. just ransacked and then stole stuff as well i think it was a bit of a 
I can't remember what they were called. Tenuous grip on the law at that time. Like, people yes. just did what they wanted to do. I can't remember what they were called, but they were basically yeah, legitimised. It was like privateers or something, right? Something like that. Yeah. And, like, really, they were not any different to not pirates. Moral. But they had the Crown's seal of approval and they were meant to help okay. stamp out pirates. <laughs> but yeah. they didn't. <laughs> well, they did and then they took the treasure and stuff for themselves. Yeah, okay. But anyway, yes, there we go. We've all had a nice lesson in piracy. <laughs> um, no, I enjoyed reading it. I read the whole thing in one day oh, because there you go. I had to read it. And it was the... a standalone, right? Yes, That's as cool. far as I can tell. Although I, I would, I'd be happy to read more to about their adventures, yeah. to be honest. It was quite cool. exciting. Um, <sighs> so the, the other book I read that I did mention the other night, and I haven't actually finished reading it either, which um, I need to – get onto at some point mm-hmm. is called the nancy's and it's by rwr oh, mcdonald yeah, it so it doesn't look like a very new book prompt. just from the no cover. well i when i when re gave it to me she said she thought it, it was middle grade because the the main the character's protagon- 11 she's 11 oh. yeah but in the second page there's a bunch of swearing and generally quite a lot of adult topics throughout it so it's not middle grade <laughs> i mean i i Maybe there are some middle graders who might it's be also able got to read it, but it. it is quite no. So so okay. So I there's two. Why they made her eleven? Well, oh, she's, it's she's New Zealand, New Zealand. Oh, yeah. let me tell you sorry, about sorry. it. <laughs> I'm looking through the book. Sorry, ignore me. You tell you tell. So me. so Rob McDonald is a Kiwi who lives in Australia. So it's about this girl who lives in a small town in New Zealand who who's her 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 father died not too long ago in a car accident and her mum so she's now living with her mum they're both still trying to you know getting over there grieving yeah um her mum won a a competition to go on a cruise so she goes on this cruise and her brother like the um 11 year old tippy is the girl her uncle comes to stay with her and to look after her and his boyfriend and they're they're from they live in sydney and they're fashion designers very kind of flamboyant type of a gay couple and um and then they so her uncle and her are both um, big fans of nancy drew novels yes Mm -hmm. so when a murder happens in their town they decide to uh, form this little detective agency and find out who did it because they're worried that the killer's still out there and people are involved that they know and blah blah blah. and the police so so far sounds like a middle grade kind of murder mystery kind of thing, but there are a lot of oh like, yes, I just um, got a bit shocked about that. There's a lot of swearing in it, which and I'm I'm okay with for a book for it, me, but when it's kind of feels a bit like I middle feel grade, I'm like, like oh. when I look, I'm also quite relaxed, but <laughs> like when the main character's eleven and that's page one and it's got an SMS saying tits for real. <laughs> What 11-year-olds are these? I don't know. Uh, maybe things what are different in New Zealand. I don't know. What 11-year-olds are interested in tits? Uh, actually, don't answer that. I don't yeah, want to know. No, I'm well, just going to stay blinkered on that one. Um, <laughs> it's it's actually, as I the first chapter, I was like really confused because I didn't know what, what I was reading. I was like, is this supposed to be an adult book? Is this supposed to be kids? Like what? But um, as, I got, as I got further into it, I'm actually really enjoying, like the characters are really sweet like but why do they have great. to make her 11 why couldn't well, she have been a bit older because the mum might have just left her at home on her own is that why i don't know i don't That's think a, a parent would leave a 12 year old at home on their own would they for a couple of weeks no no surely not but yeah no 
I hope not. <laughs> but the thing is, her, the, her uncle and his boyfriend are just gorgeous. They're like, they're okay. they're really, they drink a lot, like with her around, and they swear. But they make and they make jokes that they obviously don't have um, children of their own. No, 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 no. They make jokes that um, are really kind of rude but it, they just go over her head like she doesn't because yeah. it's from her point of view like okay. you just see them saying it and you get it but she doesn't get it you know it's i don't know it's really well it's well written do you know what it i mean it's definitely hard to market it's it's well written in that um it is from her point of view but you get the adult kind of humor in it i guess maybe if they'd had the main character too much older she wouldn't have involved the uncles do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, they needed right. that, and they obviously one of those characters. I don't know. I'm that's going to be sure an interesting marketability decision, one. I, I found it a bit sort of jarring at the start, but now I'm I'm over halfway through. I'm like I'm in, into the mystery now. There's yeah. lots of clues they're collecting. Oh, yeah, the and, mystery sounds interesting. It is, yeah, Just and um, the age side of things. I hope I'll get to the end and find out who done it now because yeah. I'm I'm hooked. Um. So, yeah, that's pretty much what I've been reading. And now, then? Um, I bought a copy of Good Omens because I, saw, I, saw. Um, I feel like an, a terrible Terry Pratchett fan and, and Neil Gaiman fan because... You haven't read it? I haven't read it before. I know nothing about it, but I'm not. I'm skipping the book and going straight for the TV show. It's the apocalypse. Sorry. I know. I saw that. I saw that. It's an angel and a demon and they're I best know. friends. It sounds amazing. The nice and accurate prophecies of Agnes Nutter Witch. And I'm just like, that sounds that so sounds cool. That sounds so Terry Pratchett. <laughs> well, see, I've never really, I've never read Terry Pratchett. And well, I'm not going to. I hate to say it. It's, it's, I've got too much else to read. And there's too many books in that series that I'm like. Yeah, that's true. And I don't like the covers. I'm sorry. Is that wrong? I just. <laughs> look, you don't have to read them all I think in I order. tried one when I was like 13 like and wasn't a big fan. certain ones that you can start at. I think I tried one at like 13 and wasn't okay. a big fan. But I do like Neil Gaiman and. This premise sounds great and David Tennant is awesome. Yeah. So I'm like, I'll just skip straight to the Prime. Yeah, well, I've heard. That, so it's out now available on Amazon Prime. Just came out, yep. And a lot of people have re- watched already and raved about yeah. it. And they said that it's, it's like six a... six episodes, so it's a, doable. Oh, is it really? Yeah, it's a oh, six-episode miniseries. Okay. Well, they said that it's a, it's very faithful to the book too, so... Which, I'm I'm gonna read the book first. You do and that. Then I'm gonna try and get a hold of Amazon I'll Prime watch the to show, watch it. and then okay. we can we'll, we'll converge. Convene. Yeah. <laughs> Except you'll probably take a lot longer to read the book than I will watch the show because I plan on watching it very shortly. Okay. It's only six episodes. <laughs> I'll do my best. You have a big TBR. I know. I know, but I can squeeze it in. It's not. Okay. It's not okay. long. It's high on your list, is it? High on your priority list. I I feel like when I start reading it, I won't want to stop. Okay. So, okay, I don't actually have any see. idea what my coming up is. I don't know. I, I, I'm feeling a bit well. That's good. That's like wayward. A, do you know what you I mean? Can just choose whatever you feel like on the day. But well, I do that already. Let's be real. No, that's okay. been my thing for this year. It's like, what do I actually feel like reading? That's what I'm reading. Good. Um, the other thing that's coming up, obviously, is we're going to see Julie Kagawa. By the way, I need to talk oh, to you yeah, about when this. When is that? <laughs> it is. I told on... Mark like months ago, or the... whenever this came out, and I said, "By the way, I'm doing this, and this is absolutely happening." So there are two events in in Brisbane. But which one? Do you booked just We've tickets, got the twenty right? fourth Monday, the twenty fourth of June. Perfectly is at I... the um, Brisbane Square Library. I'll just re-remind you about now. Mm. There is also that week um, another event at Riverbend Books, um, which is – I'm pretty sure it's with um, – both of them are with Kim Wilkins. Um, yep. So we could go to one or the other, like whichever one we want to go to. Which should we book to. for tickets to, the Monday thing? We, yeah. 
All right. Well, so I'll, we're going on the Monday at the moment. We're definitely going on the Monday. Okay, okay. So Julie Kagawa is... I, I need um, to add then. I've had the Shadow on the Fox. I think... Oh, gosh. I might actually have it as, as an audio book. It might have actually... It's either just come off and I've missed the listening or... <laughs> I need to source a copy of Shadow of See, the look, Fox no, because look, I look, don't look, have I've it. I've just recently re-returned it. Oh, no. <laughs> Not that I've done it on purpose it's just i've been listening to other things yeah okay it's come off hold and now i'll just for the third I, time i don't actually on own any of her books i don't think because i we reviewed and had review copies like ebook we, copies of the like talon and those um but we rogue. had ebooks of the the vampire one yeah 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 they were great In the um i can't think of what In they're immortal something oh it's been so long i really <laughs> like them well, she's written a lot of books that we have loved, like know, over the years, I know. and um, I feel like I should own some of them to get her to sign them. But yeah, I I'm going to try and buy a copy of Shadow of the Fox because I do have a review copy of the second one now. Yeah. Um, which I don't know if I'll get to read before that day, but yeah. anyway. Okay. So yeah, she's coming. I she does have like a some tour dates in other cities in Australia. Mm -hmm. So check it out. Um, I'll see if I can find a list somewhere and um and put it up. Yeah, but um, yeah, I'm going to try and read that, and get a copy of at least one or other of her books before then to get her to sign. Yes, so it's exciting. I feel like we haven't had any authors visiting that we've been to see for such Sorry, a long time. We haven't had that we've been able to go to. We have had series of misadventures. Like I really thought oh. we were going to make it to the Sydney Writers Festival, yeah, and then that yeah. couldn't happen because that date in May, everything else was happening that weekend, and we didn't get to go to. See Lynette Noni and Jessica Townsend because right. again there was fifty million things on. Jessica Townsend is going to be at the Brisbane Writers I'm Festival. I'm going to have now. to go to the Brisbane Writers Festival. Year. I must meet this author. <laughs> so that's not until signed. September, so that's a few months away. <sighs> and I did. I, I went to Melbourne and went to a Supernatural convention instead, which was a lot of fun, by the way. <laughs> but you don't want to hear about that. Um, I've heard a lot about Supernatural over the years. Yes, I know. And your well, addiction. I I looked Jensen Ackles in the eye and I didn't die. That's so good. that's a win. That's I count good. that as you a win. You didn't trip over and fall or no, anything. You didn't humiliate didn't yourself. Faint. That's great. Good. I, I got good, his good, autograph good. and then I left and I went, ah. Yeah. Anyway, okay. <laughs> um, that's another story. Mm -hmm. uh, so do we want to talk about what we've been watching? You've been watching Black oh, Mirror. You've been so Basically, Game of Thrones. Let's, let's oh, start with Game that. Game of Thrones, so, of course. Because that just finished, and then there's been a few weeks of lull, but now everything else is about to start. Yes. So Game of Thrones. All right. Were you as disappointed with, in the ending as everyone else was? So Ooh. I think the last time we recorded, we were on a high where well, we, we had, had all the, these theories. The Battle of Winterfell was just about, about to happen. About to happen. And yeah. there was all these theories, and I was okay with how the Battle of Winterfell went. And I think I was okay with the next episode. And then the episode after that, we're the mother of drag. We're allowed to spoil. Surely the show's yeah, finished. Yeah, okay. Spoiler, right? spoiler alert. So fast forward a little she, bit if you don't want to listen. When she all of a sudden went psycho and raised everything, and I realised this is really it. This is what we're getting. So about yeah. episode four, and I was like, "Is this really how we're going to go?" I was very disappointed. <laughs> that episode annoyed me a lot. The one where um, she's burning down the city. Yeah, and it wasn't that, was that I thought it was a bad. Five, I think. Well, then it must have been episode – I'm pretty sure by about episode four and then in episode five I was so irritated. I was really 
I can't even begin to explain to you how irritated I was. <laughs> I, I, I was told to shut up by my partner because oh. I was ruining it and he okay. was enjoying it. But I felt that while I had no problem with her going evil, I felt that that was true. I felt that they rushed it. And for them to keep spouting, oh, it doesn't need any more episodes, it didn't need any more episodes, that was the biggest load of rubbish. Let's be real. They had other commitments that they were more interested in and they wanted this wrapped up. Yeah. That is the reality of the situation. Um, So they very well could have done a whole other series. HBO wanted them to do another series. Fans wanted them to do another series. They could have given it a little bit more time and fleshed out that it character was quite arc sudden really it and all that build up to Cersei episodes. and that just yeah I was really disappointed with her <sighs> and Jamie's well I was death. okay with the way they died I just was like you built her up into this big badass and then the end it didn't matter like she just yeah, got well, all destroyed and I thought that's the whole life I guess <laughs> and I thought that you know it bugged me that the dragon got taken down and they all had to flee one week and then the next week he just raised an entire navy and army in five seconds flat like that that was pissed annoying. me off that, too like that, that dragon sort of died stuff. for no reason because they just had to get rid of it that was knew, the only reason yeah they, they knew the fleet John was to there not have a da- dragon at the end yeah okay yeah they knew the fleet was there that didn't take them by surprise like surely no, they were going to have just fly to, flown around to the back of it and raise it at the end of the other episode i, I don't know that yeah. anyway there was a lot of issues with that i had but as much as i was angry with all of that and i feel that it was rushed i really do feel that they could have done a whole extra season done a whole series on defeating the white walkers yes. with that being the culmination like the the battle of winterfell being the culmination of that season yep. and then do another season which you know which finished that to me would have been better personally there I was agree. enough character story development there um, no one actually that, i didn't mind the ending i actually didn't mind the ending yeah the i one... was a bit surprised with the whole brand thing see he needed more fleshing he was the most underdeveloped character too yes like he meant nothing in the end that came such out of such left field for me i he was i had no clue that was coming whereas shane said no. he'd seen a spoiler that what, well he'd seen I, speculation that, i read at the end that there had been yeah. a whole leak at about episode three yeah, that that yeah. was going to be and how he, it ended and 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 everyone like, didn't believe it and then when yeah. everything else came true apparently there was all this raging because they realized it must be the real ending i was and glad I, that nobody had told me no about that. I, I was <laughs> but, too but still i was like what i actually <laughs> Did he thought... planned this whole thing <laughs> like i actually thought sansa was going to end up being queen yeah, in the end me too but because my original predictions was she'd be queen of the north or ruling the north. Yeah, no, and then that and was, that's actually what ended up happening. Fitting, but yeah. but for a while there, I was like, well, John's not going to come out of this. Danny's not. I thought John would be alive. I always thought John would end up back north of the wall. I felt that that was where he was happiest, and I and I thought he would end up because I always because of all the the myths and the prophecies. I thought yeah. he was going to kill Danny. I was pretty sure that that would be some sort of sacrifice, though. But I thought she was good. I didn't think she was bad. Right, okay. I thought he was going to have to sacrifice her somehow so that they could survive the White Walkers. But that's not how it ended. But he did kill her. But I thought he'd end up in self-imposed exile. And it wasn't self-imposed, but he did end up north. So I was sort of right. (laughs) I just – and I was happy with that ending. I thought his ending was right. Yeah, okay. I, I was disappointed was right. with um with, with Arya a... um because she like she went through all that that um oh, she was you know she was when she was over the sea learning how to how to 
change faces and do her assassin type things. And then nothing else ever happened about that. Like I but really she thought she did because she, she used it to kill the phrase. I felt yes, that she that, was that was well done. it. Like, but, but her ending, she, she could have like but gone she up to the castle, the White kid. kept going. Jamie rips off his face and it's her, and she stabs Cersei in the back or something. That would have been awesome. <laughs> See, I felt <laughs> that when no. they decided that she killed a Night King, she was done. She couldn't kill another big character after that. Like no. that was too epic. And John and Danny needed to have some. Too something like they've been the build-up for all this show no yeah, i was okay but, with that and i always thought that she was going to go west and they led yeah, that yeah, that was that yeah. bit was good um sansa was queen of the north i thought she was going to until the brand got pulled out i thought she was going to be queen of like you know she was always meant to be queen at king's landing i yeah. thought oh well i've obviously come around full circle Tyrion was interesting i thought that was that was i don't know i was actually happy with the ending i I liked his ending like i liked the way his he was being forced to be and i think he was a good temper for bran like he he was actually a good hand of the king yes he made some wrong decisions with danny but he knew king's landing if he'd stayed hand of the king or queen in king's landing he knew that politics well he was yeah, anyway. Even though none of the rest of them know that well because none of them have been in power before now. No. All the, all the powerful people are dead. That's cool. Danny just, I think Danny's was badly done in the fact that she needed more time to feel isolated and we needed more time. Like yeah, while I agree. it was clear, it, was it needed to be slowed down. Like she got there. I always thought she just expected people to bend the knee straight away. And I'm like, why should anyone trust somebody that just says you should bend the knee? Like yeah. that to me is the beginnings of an idiot. Like you, you have to earn people's trust. That's what a true leader yeah. does. Or they scare didn't, them. Into they didn't submission. do enough. They didn't do enough of trying to explain that to her. It was just she didn't like the people in the north. Like if that makes sense, and they would be pissed off. Yeah, they didn't like her ever. But John wasn't a particularly effective leader through half of the stuff at the north no. either. So anyway. It's finished. I was happy with the ending. I was unhappy with the rushing, but I got over it. That was pretty much my take. <laughs> now we it. just have to wait and see if George R. R. Martin's actually going to come oh, out. With I the do. Book at I some do point. feel like when that series is finished, I would like to read it because I'd like to see how he does it. Yeah. Because I think he will keep to a very similar ending. I'm pretty sure he loosely yeah, told, he has told already them. admitted that. Yep. But I think that the way it gets there will be better. Because I hope he's so. not going to rush because he's never rushed, right? He's so no, that's slow right. that he's never rushed. <laughs> Rushing is not a thing for him. But he also um, has now seen the reception to certain things that they did in the it's show. It's going to be very hard for him to not um, change the way he's telling But I don't story. think the actual ending was poorly done. Like I think the actual idea of the ending was yeah. great. I think the way the characters ended – was good, but it he's going to have to flesh. Of getting he's going to have to flesh that Bran yeah. out a lot better. Bran was just the most yeah. useless, bizarre and, character, and also showing with Danny's all this magical ability, descent like, into into madness. Like needed to be because more done. she in the books she's like a point of view character a lot of the time, so he can show that really well. I think yeah, her actually feeling like she's attacked from all sides, and you know this is the isolated, only, and then this, this is, is the only, the only way, way out. Yeah. Because it was too sudden, like that to didn't burn. Get like considering come she's well wanted to free people. Like, don't get me yeah. wrong, she's burnt people. Yes, but most of them have been evil. They did make that one sort of comment about everyone cheered her when she did this because no one liked the masters. Everyone cheered her when she did this because nobody liked them. But I mean, yeah. 
you, you know, they try to give it as an ex- as a, they try to in the show verbalize why they done it, but it still was too many innocent civilians, and these are the people she wanted to rule, like. Yeah, well, I mean, John tried... Who wants to rule a broken city, um, a burnt city? Tyrion tried to tell her. Like, they all tried to tell her, like, you can't do this and expect people to accept you as a leader. And she's like, nope, this is the way it's got to be. I'm just going to do it. But it's one thing when you're you're killing people that have done morally grey things, but, like, only Cersei had done something morally grey there. I'm I'm not saying she should have done it. It was a terrible decision, but they, in the show, show they they had people trying to talk her out of it. But not enough, in my opinion. Like, they could have done a lot better job of trying to prevent her from doing it. But in the end, she just chose not to. And, yes, it was always going to happen. That's fine. But, they, yeah, the show stuffed that. So, anyway, it, when the books are actually finished, I'm not bothering to read them until then. It's so a, I'll it's probably be 50 like, by then. They're very heavy kind of subject yeah. material. Well, I never the enjoyed time. the first two books when I read them, but I was 21. When I read the first yeah, two okay. books. So I'll give it another go. Shame is listening the to the audio of the first two books God, maybe. But the they're, they are long, book. like yeah. really long I audio. see how long they are on like, Audible and I'm like, out, like oh. A lot of hours. Well, <laughs> I'm a bit freaked because really this long. Kingsbane by Claire Legrand, like oh. most YA books are about 13, like between 11 to 13 hours. Yep. I think it's 20. Oh, wow. So okay. it's going to be a pre- – it must be a pretty long book. But, like, to, to if listen. it's 20, I don't, I think it's, like, 30-plus hours for the first Game of Thrones book. Yeah. Not audio booking those. <laughs> I'll just read. I'm a faster reader. He said the audio was funny as well because the guy who reads it um, pronounces the names, like, differently okay. to how they are in the show. And oh, okay. So he found it a bit jarring sometimes yeah. when they'd say stuff and he'd be like, whoa, that's yeah. not the name. But anyway, I think he, I think he enjoyed them. Yes. But okay. Anyway. So anyway, that's done. Then there was a big lull in TV. I'm actually yes. not the biggest TV watcher, to be honest. But there are specific <laughs> things that I will binge and and watch. Um, I rewatched The Big Little Lies first season oh, yeah. because the second season is coming out next week. Um, that's by Leanne. The, the original book is by Leanne Moriarty. It's just an excellent book. Yes. The TV show is very different. It, it's lost that quirky, artistic, seacoastal town of of um, it, it New was South Wales. Like beaches or something? Wasn't no, it? no. It's or like Sydney. a little. It's a little northern. It's not actually. I don't think in Sydney or maybe it is northern beaches. But it's it's very artistic, hippie sort of. Sorry. Uh, not hippie. Hippie's the wrong word. It's very hipster. It's a very hipster yeah, coastal yeah. town with very overly helicopter type parents. Yes, and that's great. And it's a lot more cool and chic in the in the Americanized TV okay. show. Yeah. Um, you know, where they're all CEOs. There's nothing like that in the Australian version. Yeah. Which I don't know. I thought it was funny in the book, but the show is still good. The show is still yeah. good, and I'm okay. looking forward. To, she actually wrote for them. Uh, what happens next? Oh, that's good. So they, that so helps. the actual <laughs> content is from the author still. Good. So okay. I'm, I'm, yeah. I've got high expectations for this season too. Meryl Streep joined the cast, so that oh. will be really good. Okay. That's Perry's um mother, who's come okay. in. Um, I don't remember what happened in the book anymore, oh, apart from murder and domestic k- violence. Kids going, yeah. Consider it's a very black comedy. Kids going to school for the first time, which yeah, was around preppies, the era. Yeah. The year of our it kids was, going to it school. It was, it was, and I just time, laughed so my head off. It was yeah. great timing for us to read that original, and yeah. then we got to see her. I think, or we, or I think we read it. Yeah, just we before met her at school. I can't remember. We saw a Sydney Writers Festival. Yeah, 
And then, um, so that's coming out. Handmaid's Tale season three yes, has yes. just started. I still haven't um, watched season two. I, I am a bit nervous because obviously the only content they had from the original author is book is the first season, season which one, is yeah. exactly what the first book is, and that yeah. was excellent. Season two was good. Don't get me wrong. I was a bit concerned with its ending. I was just like, WTF, why, why, why? <laughs> but there we go. And I watched the first episode, but there's one more episode available on our SBS On Demand at the moment. Oh, I thought there were watch. three episodes available. I think three episodes are available on Hulu, oh, okay, but we okay. don't have Hulu in Australia. We've got it on SBS. Okay. So I could be wrong. It might be three, and that's a pleasant surprise. But I think we've only got two. Is season um, two on there? Season two, I haven't checked to see if it's still no, on there, should, but it was. Look, it was on I there. Watched Season two was good. I'm a bit concerned, and I've read a couple of early reviews, and, mm. I, and a lot of people are saying you can tell they're just trying just to fill it in. Stuff up and now. actually, <laughs> now there's no character development because oh. they're trying to keep her in Gilead. Aren't they coming Do you know up what to I mean? like the revolution part though? Like. That's that's what the ads oh, seem to suggest. Constantly at like, revolution point. I don't oh, okay, know. Season okay. two also had that. So it, it's kind of a bit interesting. Anyway, I'll, I'll see how it goes. The first episode, I was a bit worried after watching it because there were lots of very cinematic shots. And I'm like, there's nothing behind this. Like you're just trying to dramatize and stretch out an episode. Okay. But, there's but no nothing's <laughs> actually happening and there's no <laughs> character there was no character movement and I'm just like, oh, okay. this has worried me a bit. And why has she not been put on the wall yet? Because really the amount of she's done, it doesn't matter that she can breed anymore. She should be put on the bloody wall, okay. killed. Anyway, we will see. <laughs> we will see. So that's that's come out. If you haven't watched any Handmaid's Tale and you've been living under a rock, um, it's, yeah, sort of future where people aren't fertile anymore and the, the ones who are. The women who are are put to service in... Yes, and America has completely been taken over by a group of real fundamentalists, basically. So it's, okay. there's a lot of people that, especially in America, with all of their current abortion debates and things yeah. like that, they're referring it back to Handmaid's Tale because it is all about... It's it con- is a really good look at feminism yeah. and exactly it becomes a commodity and using yeah. it as a commodity and women's rights completely being abolished like women aren't allowed to learn to read and write and things like that now in this version of america um which is just scary a bit worrying yes <laughs> it is very scary but what can you do we'll it's see. it's quite it's it's quite a confronting series i guess in that um it, it's quite oh, close absolutely. to home like you sort of watch it and get really uncomfortable and then you realize that you should be well, feeling the funny uncomfortable thing is the first real. episode the first season it seems so far off but unfortunately there's been enough stuff happening in society that it is actually a very good reflection it's good yeah it, it's a good time for it to be coming out they got lucky in a way with, with yeah. the way some of our modern well, politics unlucky. is going. Well, <laughs> we have had a huge re-rise in, in most Western countries of very um, right-wing, conservative, conservative politics, politics. Yeah. That's what's doing well. And I don't know if it's just the uncertainty in the world. So people are like, we need to get back to our... I, I don't know. Anyway, I won't I won't politicise it anymore. And, it's just, and... it's probably worth watching. I just don't know if season three, I don't know if I should have ended it with season two. All right. Okay. I don't know if this season's going to be that good. Uh, the early reviews, just some of the comments, I'm like, oh, that surely can't be the case. But then after watching that first episode, I'm like, oh, this oh, is really? not great because it just did such good character development and it did such mm. a good setting. And I just don't see it yet. 
Okay. Yes, yeah, so that's mm. out. I think Good Omens, I'm going to watch. Yes, I'm definitely going to watch that. The other thing I didn't mention before was um, Umbrella Academy. Um, mm. I haven't watched any of it yet, but I, I borrowed the, the I borrowed the, the graphic novel because I couldn't get the first one first because I've, mm. I've borrowed both, of, like I requested both of them. The second one's come in first, so I'm yeah. going to have to read that first. But I really want to read, I, I want to watch Umbrella Academy too because a lot of people have said that it's fantastic yep. as well. So that's like a superhero mm-hmm. Teenagers who have superhero and superpowers sounds pretty cool to well, me. Well, the first episode was quite well done. Mm. I quite liked it. Okay. It was a very set the stage, but it was good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So talking about Netflix, Dark Crystal, which I love. Yes. That's a real cult movie um, from the eighties. I think that came yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. So they dropped their trailer for their prequel series yes um which the trailer looks amazing my kids got really into the new trailer and then i showed them the trailer for the old one i actually have the re-image dvd right and i was like oh we can watch that and they watched the trailer and was like this looks really yucky mum. i think we'll just wait for the new one to come out I was like, whatever <laughs> look it is very dark in terms of the filming is very dark to try and get the puppets or whatever so yeah okay well, the new trailer with all the CGI and animation. Like, do you know what I mean? It looks – it's such a steampunk look. It's great. Yeah, it yeah, good. it did, it did mm. look good. It looked quite kind of – like I didn't – I haven't watched it with the kids yet, but it looked just as creepy as the original. Like, you know how some of those puppets, you just look at them. Oh, they go, got the oh puppets. Oh, my God, that's so freaking scary. Smack bang on. It yeah. It did really well with the puppets yeah. in, the, in that one. Um, also, the his Dark Materials, they released a full-length – um, trailer for that it was just a teaser before which is worth watching if you've been living under a bookish rock and not seen it <laughs> yet um and then for the non non-australian people in the crowd i'm incredibly excited because <laughs> hamilton is actually going to be playing in australia in 2020 now i know oh no sorry 2021 i'm getting ahead of oh, myself there okay i thought it was next year but no it's not no i don't uh, think so i'm pretty sure it's 2021 and i am sounds like so far away but i am actually. so excited because i plan on sitting in sydney i'll go stay with my brother for mm. a week and i plan on watching it multiple times oh wow okay I just I love that musical. I love that musical. Um, I'm gonna just fact check myself because I'll be really excited if it's 2020. I don't think it is. I'm pretty sure it's 2021. Yeah, 2021. Okay. All right. Sydney Lyric Theatre. Really know the songs off by heart. I feel sorry <laughs> you have to go for to the sing-along anyone. So you can sing. Well, I will be taking the children to a matinee. I feel the kids have had to hear it so many times in the car with me. Yeah. They deserve to go see it once. We'll go to a matinee. We'll sit at the back. We'll yeah. sing. Do you know what I'm doing in a couple of weeks? I'm going to see Tosca at, at the uh, Lyric Theatre. I'm quite excited about that. I haven't been to the opera in such a long time. I haven't been to the opera in years. Yeah, I know. I'm taking my grandmother. Okay. Um, and it goes for like two and a half hours, not including yes. intervals because there's three acts. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like, okay, this is going to be, you know, a marathon. But, yeah, beautiful music. I'm sure mm-hmm. it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Anyway, random random extra thing that I'm doing. From hip-hop to opera. <sighs> I know. We're an eclectic bunch. Oh, yeah. We are. We should really talk about some books. <laughs> um, okay, so because we have already talked for so long. <laughs> this is what um, happens when we don't record often enough. I know, I know. So we've got a list of books here that uh, are coming out in the next few months. So we'll just we're just going to talk about 
um, a couple. June, July, August, September kind of quarter. Yeah. And then we'll leave the ones later in the year for another episode later mm-hmm. um, because there are some really great books coming out towards the end of the year. That As always for their Christmas sales. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So um, I guess we can start with – so get, get your to-be-read lists ready. Like we might mm-hmm. add some more here if you didn't know these. Yep. So on the 25th of June – we're going to start with Deviate, which has got ones and threes in the name. Um, yep. Jay Kristoff's sequel to Lifelike, which was out last year and which is fantastic. I'll have to read that. So mm-hmm. this is definitely a YA um, sort of less graphic than his other books that okay. I tend to be. Um, it's like androids and, you know, cyborg type people and in a faraway sort of yep. planet and um, – I'm trying to remember what even happened at the end. So this is actually from a point of view of another of the characters. So the main character um, was in, was telling the story in lifelike and the second one will be lemon fresh, who is her friend who is a different character. So I'm really looking forward to that. If you haven't read lifelike, definitely read it. It's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. As usual. Um, okay. Also on the twenty fifth, um, Gina Showalter has a new se- a new series starting. Um, so this one is called The Evil Queen. Um, and I'll just quickly read a bit of the blurb. It's the first of, I think, a trilogy. So far, far away in the realm of Enchantia, creatures of legend still exist. Magic is the norm and fairy tales are real. Except fairy tales aren't based on myths and legends of the past. They are prophecies of the future. Raised in the mortal realm, Everly Morrow has no idea she's a real-life fairy tale princess until she manifests an ability to commune with mirrors. Look, see, what will one pig hurt? So... I love a good fairy tale twist. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? This reminds me a bit of what was a TV show? I, I feel like it's called Ever Once After. Upon a time. Once Upon a Time. Yeah. It's got that sort of a yeah, vibe it about feel. it, doesn't it? Yeah. So, anyway. I still Hopefully already, that's good. I've only seen like one or two seasons. I know, of that same now. here. Because then, it, of it then now. I, yeah, I didn't, I didn't keep going. I don't think it was on mainstream TV or we had children yeah, or something happened. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Stop watching TV. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Well, so that's the end of June. We so only did the very end of June. Yes. In July, I actually only have one book listed okay, here. Okay, that's um, all right. There must be not much going on in July. But this one is by Elizabeth Lim, who I I, I can't remember if we've actually read another book of hers or yeah. um, talked about I it before. I haven't read her, but, but on, the name's familiar. Yeah. In um, On the 9th of July, her book called Spin the Dawn is coming out. I thought this blurb sounded quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's blurbed as being uh, Project Runway meets Mulan. In this sweeping way of fantasy about a young girl who poses as a boy to compete for the role of imperial tailor and embarks on an impossible journey to sew three magic dresses from the sun, the moon and the stars. So it kind of sounds a bit like a reality TV show. Mm. It sounds a bit like the selection, you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. a fantasy type competition yeah. where um, she's got a and she has to pretend but she's, she's got a to pretend to be a boy. So that sounds like a really interesting premise. So yeah, might be um, worth a look. Okay. All right. So you must have added this one because I haven't heard of this one. There's only one book down in August too, is there? Um, so this is House of Salt and Sorrows by Erin A. Craig. Okay, I'll just read the first paragraph of this synopsis. Annalie lives in a sheltered, li- a sheltered life at Highmore, a manor by the sea, with her sisters, their father and stepmother. Once they were 12, oh, is this based on the 12 swans, the 12 dancing swans? I don't know. 
Once they were 12, but loneliness fills the grand halls now that four of the girls' lives have been cut short. Each death was more tragic than the last. A plague, a plummeting fall, a drowning, a slippery plunge, and there are whispers throughout the surrounding villages that the family is cursed by the gods. Mm. And I think the rest of it, to summarise, is that she sets out it to is. work out why. I think it is going to be based on this 12 dancing, is it 12 dancing swans? You know, the 12 dancing maidens, the, the like fairy oh. tale? Because, look, they're dancing until dawn in silk gowns. And oh, okay, okay. I didn't make that connection. So they go off, what, they go off with fairies and dance? No, I don't. No, I, I, don't, I just feel like it's going to be a spin on that. I could be right, wrong. So is that the only one we've got down for? Yeah, I don't know. What, I, I think there are quite a few. So in, I'll, I'll link this in the um, notes, but in the um, Goodreads have lists for YA books that are coming out for each month. Yeah. And I think there are a lot, there seem to be a lot of um, brand new series starting and these are just ones that caught my eye, but there's plenty yeah. there. So if you yeah. want to go and have a look, um, there's a lot coming out in the next few months. But um, first up in September on the 3rd, Oh, so there's a lot coming out in September, as always, as always is. there usually yeah. is. Um, Dark Dawn by Jay Kristoff, which is the third and mm-hmm. final book in the Nevernight Chronicle. Yes, which is um, very dark and gruesome. It is not YA, dark. really, or if it is, it's only just I YA. I think they're actually marketed as adult these days. I'm not sure yeah. because it is quite gruesome. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to that because I've mm-hmm. no clue where he's going with this okay. from now because the end of the second book was just like, what the hell is going on yep. here? Okay. Um, so that's, yeah, that's not until September. I think it was actually supposed to come out a lot earlier in the year, but he got really busy with traveling and other books that he was releasing. He's got so many books. Very busy. Let's be real. So yeah, September. And it's actually, I was expecting it to be like, you know how the, the, um, Kingdom of Ash or whatever the last book in that series was mm. like 900 pages or whatever. I was expecting this one to end up being really long. but It hasn't? It's not. On Goodreads at least it says it's only like less than 500 pages, which okay. I find difficult to believe. I'll have to wait and see when I actually yeah. get a book yeah. in my hand to see what it's going to be like. Yeah, but they yeah, are very big. Okay. All right, so then I'm excited about the next one, which is, again, September 3rd, Five Dark Fates by Kendark Blake. Um, so this is the fourth book in the Three Dark Crowns, um, and I'm pretty sure it's a quartet. I think this is going to be the final book, but then okay. I thought it was going to be a trilogy, and then it wasn't a trilogy. They're so confusing me with the, the numbers in the title thing. Like it, oh, I the know. The first one was called th- Three, and the second one was One. <laughs> I, I know, I know. And um, and then there was a completely different book by a different author, yeah, which is Four Dead Queens. queens. And I was like, oh, that's so confusing. Yes. But I'm really, I've really enjoyed this series. This is the first Kendara Blake series i've read and i really like her writing style um it's it's a bit passive which is not normally my sort of thing but it's 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 good and i've really enjoyed the sisters and the storyline so it's a bit dark and gruesome but it's it's like four sisters trying to kill each other three 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 triple three triplets that are destined and it's to do with this magical island it's interesting and i'm hoping we've got a lot more i don't think you read past the first one did you did you yeah, read no, I've only read the first yeah, one. Yeah, and you get a lot more as the books progress into the actual, like, story, like the mythology of this island and stuff, and that's quite interesting. Mm. Mm. Okay. So the next one is The 10,000 Doors of January by Alex E. Harrow. Um, I don't quite know if this is a small publication, small press, or if it's a self-pub type editing 
book, but it had a really good had a really good synopsis. So I think we'll be willing to Is give it a go. It ticked all my, no, it just had a cool name and it had a oh, cool okay. cool okay. had the, I don't know. I thought this sounded interesting. I'm gonna read it. You be the judge. It ticks my boxes. <laughs> In a sprawling mansion filled with peculiar treasures, January Scaler is a curiosity herself. As the ward of the wealthy Mr. Locke, she feels little different from the artifacts that decorate the hall, carefully maintained, largely ignored, and utterly out of place. Then she finds a strange book, a book that carries the scent of other worlds and tells a tale of secret doors of love, adventure, and danger. Each page turn reveals impossible truths about the world, and January discovers a story increasingly entwined with her own. I don't know. It's got a bit of a Narnia or magicians it's feel a bit about of a it. Never-ending story type, mm. you know, escape into a book kind of deal. Jasper Ford. It's got all of those yeah. sorts of, you know, Thursday next. It's got all. Of, yeah, I don't know. That's my kind it of thing. It sounds cool. It's, it does. Sound it does really sound cool. quite quite. It always has a middle grade feel about it, though. When I read that, it's not though. It's YA, so she yeah. must be older. Mm. Mm. Um, the next one. I thought just sounded really cute. <laughs> it may it may not be, it may be rubbish, but um, The Babysitter's Coven by Kate Williams. Um, and 17-year-old Esme Pearl has a babysitter's club. She knows it's kind of lame, but what else is she supposed to do? Get a job? Gross. Besides, Esme likes babysitting and she's good at it. Enter Cassandra Heaven. What a name. She's Instagram model hot, dresses like she found her clothes in a dumpster, and has a rebellious streak as gnarly as the cafeteria food. (laughs) Turns out Esme and Cassandra have more in common than they think, and they're about to discover what being a babysitter really means. (laughs) A heroic lineage of superpowers, magic rituals, and saving the innocent from seriously terrifying evil. And all before the parents get home. It sounds like some, like... Someone's just decided to... Uh, kind of movie that's on around Christmas time. It's like, I don't know, it's like, it's a that, weird um, kind of premise. What was that retelling that we saw? It got turned into a movie and it had, <laughs> we we were talking about how they were all showing too much cleavage. It was like Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Is that it? Or Pride oh. and Prejudice and, what was that movie that we saw? It was Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. It was yeah. Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. It's got that sort of a feel about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just think with the Babysitter's Club turned vampire hunter type things or something you yeah know what I, mean? I know like what saving the innocent from oh my god it just sounds really interesting but anyway you can try it I, you can tell me <laughs> i may not get to it but it sounds cool okay well that's all we've got for september so yeah there's there's actually plenty more coming out in september but um that's sort of the ones that caught my eye when i was making a list yep and we've got there's actually loads more coming out later in the year as well mm-hmm. but um we'll wait until later to talk about those because they, they tend to get lost i think in um that's right when we, when we talk about them so early mm-hmm. and so, dates yeah. change and things like that if you talk yeah about... that's true there were a few on the list that um i noticed Have that are pushed back. actually not coming until next year now so yeah so yeah i hope he, he uh you know recommended something for you there mm-hmm so um, if you want to send us feedback, you can do that by emailing us contact at teeinthetreetops.com. Um, tell us what you thought about Game of Thrones if you really want. <laughs> or, um, We're a bit delayed. Yeah, I know. It or, was probably for the best because my outrage at the time was pretty pretty high. <laughs> was it? Okay. So it might have been a much longer ranty episode if we'd done that then. Uh, you can 
Um, or you can get in touch with us on Twitter at Tea Treetops or at Oaken Bookcase. You can also find a list of all the books and things we've talked about in this episode, as well as see all of our book reviews at the Tea in the Treetops blog, teainthetreetops.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you again soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.